Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now before we get started i do have to give a huge thank you to my newest patreon subscribers Danny Schaefer, Ashley Oliver, Cheryl Kelly, Julie Bamer, I hope I said that right, and Terry White. Thank you all very, very much. I hope you're enjoying the extra content. And now that it is officially January 2020, for those of you who uh, previously have been on my Patreon, my tiers will be changing as of January 3rd. There will be a $2 a month, there will be a $5 a month, and there will be a $10 a month. On my Patreon, everything is described on there in detail, so I hope you will enjoy that extra content. Like I said, I have acquired some help, so you will be getting those episodes. Absolutely no questions about it. Um, I know a lot of you probably upset I haven't gotten out, you know, Sammy the Bull Gravano Part 2 yet, but in all fairness, I will say this. Part 1 and Part 2 are actually two totally separate entities, so it's not like you have to listen to Part 1 in order to be able to listen to Part 2, so Part 2 will be coming very, very shortly as well. So I do apologize about that, but I've already got the first two episodes for the month of January already written and recorded. If you want to be a member of that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash mysterious circumstances. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N forward slash mysterious circumstances. And I hope you guys enjoy. Also, at the end of this episode, there will be a special announcement about a podcast that I am doing uh, with a journalist from Sweden. We have decided to do a long-form podcast, uh, an investigative podcast at that. It's going to be very, very professional. It's going to be me and him deep diving into a huge, huge case, which I know a lot of you are familiar with. And we have hit the ground running. We have interviews lined up. We have all kinds of stuff going on. It's kept me pretty busy, so I do apologize about uh, the delay in the MC episodes. Recently, I have gotten asked quite a bit, you know, are you going to be quitting MC? I am not quitting MC. I literally have, I think, six sponsors lined up throughout the whole year. As a matter of fact, in January alone, you're going to get four or five episodes. So, Got a lot of sponsorships lined up, so MC is not going anywhere. I can guarantee that right now. I know a lot of you saw me advertise on Instagram and in the Facebook group that this episode was going to be about Kiara Coles out of Chicago, the disappearance of the pregnant postal worker, and that is actually going to be the next episode. I had to flip-flop my episodes. This one uh, is a case out of Sweden. And it's a very, very interesting one. So I think you guys might enjoy this. Something a little bit different. But had to get back into true crime. Done a couple Supernatural episodes here recently. So after the announcement at the end of the episode, I'm also going to be reading new reviews. So I hope you all enjoy. This podcast contains adult content. Some of the themes or topics may include information on murder, kidnapping, torture, dismemberment, 
Maybe some demonic content. With information on possessions. And paranormal activity. This podcast will also include explicit. Horrible and foul. Socially unacceptable. Totally uninhibited. Adult themes language. So if you're easily offended. If you're easily triggered. Then I highly suggest you turn this off now. And if not... Just keep in mind, parental discretion is advised. During the 1980s, the stock market as we know it today was born. In Sweden, it was a major shift where buying and selling stocks became something for everybody. And Sweden was pioneering the digital trading. That together with a few political changes and the success of Volvo and Saab in the U.S. giving them huge profits to invest, resulted in a booming market where people could make huge sums of money in a very short time span. Banks were still, by law, forced to be responsible and make sure that each loan was secure, but financial institutes were not subjected to the same laws that made it possible for people to take huge loans without any security. So in the words of the main character of this episode, quote, Why don't you have more money? You really should get more. Just go to an institute and ask for a $5 million loan, and they will reply, Why not take seven? End quote. This episode is about the most successful and famous player in that market before he disappeared without a trace. His name was Carl Eric Bjorkegren. Alright, a little bit of background about our main character here. He was born in 1920, just outside of Malmo, in the south part of Sweden, and it is like the very southern tip, right by like Copenhagen, Denmark. There's not much information about his younger years, but his dad was a merchant, which gave him a really early exposure to business and making money. Now, during World War II, he enlisted in officer school in 1944 and became a lieutenant in 1946 as part of an infantry unit. He didn't see any combat because Sweden was neutral during the entire war. Now, after the war, he stayed in the army for a couple of years before he enrolled at the University of Gothenburg, where he studied economy and business. After graduating in 1949, he hired on as an accountant for the Sandvik Corporation, a company he stayed with up until his retirement in 1981. He rose through the ranks fairly quickly, and he held positions as CFO, and in 1965, he was promoted to assistant director of the company. At the age of 61, he was retired from Sandviken, And that is when he really started to make a name for himself, all right? Like, I would not do this episode if I didn't find this extremely interesting, and you guys know that, okay? So just hold on for this. This is literally like a real-life clue game right here, okay? Okay, so just prior to his retirement from this company, he gave a number of interviews to the media where he falsely stated that the company was doing great and would make a substantial profit that year. Now, all those stories of him with him saying this to the media, it boosted the stock and he sold all his shares at a record high. 
his actions during the last year, the company did not go unnoticed by the authorities. And by the next year in 1982, he became the first person in Sweden to be found guilty of insider trading. He was sentenced to pay a fine in the amount of $2,500. That was the start of his new career in finance, a career that would make him and cost him hundreds of millions of dollars and possibly his life. So how this all happened is he started to invest massive amounts of money into real estate. He invested in stocks and he also invested in art. Now, one of his biggest deals was when he bought Hotel d'Angleterre in Copenhagen, Denmark. And this is the best part about this. He did that deal in a short meeting with the seller, and he invested over $30 million in U.S. money without even negotiating the price. He was known for negotiating deals in his favorite restaurant, Riche, or Reach, R-I-C-H-E, and the contracts were most of the times just written on a napkin and then sent to his advisors. Like the story of him actually buying this hotel, he just walks in there and he asks them how much they want. He said, you know, they tell him how much. He's like, all right, I'll buy it. And then just walks right out of the room. <laughs> like nobody does that. You know what I mean? So in his collection of art, which was extremely extensive, uh, he kept many extremely expensive pieces by artists like Matisse, uh, Degas, Picasso. He later claimed that the art was the reason that he invested in his mansion-like house of over 25,000 square feet. He claimed that he needed a, a lot of walls to display his paintings on. The house later became the Embassy of South Korea. All right. Now, if that tells you anything, that's a pretty massive badass house. Okay. Like after he was gone, it literally became the Embassy of South Korea. Now, he also bought apartments in Florida and Los Angeles and a vacation house in the south of Sweden that the house alone was over a million and a half dollars in the 80s. All right. Now, as we all know, inflation plays a huge part there. That's a big house. And that was the house he later lived in after he went bankrupt in the 90s, which we'll get to here eventually. He also tried to buy the Sigurska Palace, where the Swedish prime minister now lives today, just to display his art. That's literally all he wanted to do. He literally just wanted to buy an entire fucking house just to display his art. At the peak of his wealth, he reportedly had a net worth of 300 to 350 million in, in American money in the 1980s. Now that today would be right around $700 million. All right, that's a pretty fat bank account. Now, there was this huge crash, stock market crash in the 1990s, all right? But before we get to that, we do have to take a few minute break and take a word from our sponsor. And as most of you know by now, one of my favorite sponsors for this podcast is AMC Shutter. AMC Network Shutter is a premium streaming video service, super serving members with the best selection in genre entertainment 
covering horror thrillers, supernatural, all that kind of good stuff. Shudder's expanding library of film, TV series, and originals is available on most streaming devices in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Ireland, and Germany. Their new exclusive series, The Deadlands, premieres on January 23rd, and it features a slain Maori warrior, Waka Nuku Ruao, who's sent back to the world of the living to redeem his sins. But the world Waka returns to is ravaged by a breach between that of the living and the dead, as the spirits of the newly deceased now stalk the land and hunt its inhabitants. Follow Waka and his companion, Mihi, as they work to close the rift and restore balance. The series presents elements of action, adventure, and the supernatural, and was produced with a special focus on the heritage of the indigenous Maori tribe of New Zealand. Catch new episodes streaming every Thursday, starting January 23rd. Some of the best things about Shudder, you can stream the thrillers, horror, supernatural for only $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. It is known as the Netflix for horror. Shudder features the best movie, One Cut of the Dead, and best horror movie of 2019, Tigers Are Not Afraid, according to Rotten Tomatoes. You'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your favorite devices, including iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, Xbox One, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, Android devices. Personally, I am a big fan of the Android devices. I'm Android for life, as you guys already know. I downloaded the app. I watch it right on my phone. Shudder is unparalleled. It has a unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics, and blockbuster hits, including the hit Creepshow TV series produced by Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead. So what do I watch on Shudder? Well, I watched Channel Zero, which is literally, uh, it's a bunch of creepy pastas put into like little shows. Um, not really many movies, but basically it's a, it's your favorite creepy pastas as like a show. It's, it's really awesome. I'm a huge fan of Discovery of Witches, which I have, which I have advertised for for quite a long time. It's really, really good. I also got into Nosferatu quite a bit, which is, Super awesome. I mean, there's so much stuff to choose from. You got horror comedies, you got classic slashers, you got all kinds of stuff. So if you want to try Shutter free for 30 days, go to Shutter.com, use promo code MC Podcast. Now that is Shutter, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. Use the promo code MC Podcast, get 30 days for free. Now, you got everything. There's so many things to choose from. You got a big range of genres. You got uh, old classic slasher flicks to modern favorites and brand new shows that Shudder makes. You got to get streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. You can only do that through Shudder. Its expertly curated collection includes titles like the acclaimed Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is a really, really good one. Uh, one Cut of the Dead. You got one called Revenge. And, of course, the one that's getting rave reviews is, is Creepshow TV series, which is produced by Greg Nicotero. And the all-new series, The Deadlands, which premieres in January. Now, like I said, if you want to try Shutter free for 30 days, go to Shutter.com, use promo code MCPodcast, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, get streaming all your favorite stuff. There's really no way to lose. You get 30 days for free, and even that, it's a little under 6 bucks a month. So... 
go check it out and you can thank me later. So this big crash comes in the 1990s and the it's when the real estate market went through this huge downfall and it caused the banks to almost collapse. Like loans were not being paid back in time. Like a lot of investors found themselves with huge amounts of money invested in real estate that almost overnight became worth so much less than what they were actually bought for. One of the investors was Bjorkegren, who all of a sudden comes out and he was in a free fall financially and he had personally guaranteed many of the loans he had taken out to buy properties and stocks, okay? In 1991, he filed for bankruptcy with his debts exceeding $150 million in today's money. Now, when you analyze the downfall, you find that it was basically two deals that brought his entire financial empire to a downfall. One was the purchase of a hotel in Madrid, where he took out a loan of $35 million in U.S. money to be paid in full in three months. He planned to sell it within three months to another investor, but then the crash hit and the buyer pulled out. Now on top of that, he had another real estate loan of $20 million within the same time span that also fell through. When he couldn't meet these payments, he kept on taking new loans that included the 20% interest that was charged. So after nine months, the financial institute went belly up, and in the aftermath of the entire market, went into a tailspin. You know, he ended up going into bankruptcy as well. So the house in Stockholm was foreclosed and auctioned off. The banks seized all of his money, all of his properties, all of his belongings, but just prior to the bankruptcy, he signed over the house in Viken, which was his summer house, signed that over to his children. And that became the house where he lived up until he disappeared at the age of 74. So on June 2nd, 1994, Carl Eric was expected to arrive in Stockholm by his son and lawyer for meetings and some family time. He talked to his son on the phone on the evening of June 1st, where he told him that he would arrive in Stockholm and the Grand Hotel by the following day. He was supposed to fly from Helsingborg to Stockholm, and he would be taken to the airport by his butler. He never showed up in Stockholm, and he was never seen again by anyone. The last person claiming to see Carl Erik Bjorkegren was the butler that in his statement to the police claimed that Carl Eric was alive and well at 11.30 when he had to go home for a short while to take care of his kids. When he returned at 3 p.m., just a few hours later, he claims that Bjorkegren was gone and so was his bags that he had packed for the trip to Stockholm. That led the butler to think that he had left on his own to the airport and he knew nothing about what could have happened to Bjorkegren. The missing person was not treated with any kind of urgency whatsoever from the start, okay? The police early on did not know if he was the victim of a crime 
or if he left on his own accord to escape all of his creditors and debts. The media, they believed that he just ran off to try to escape all his creditors and debts, right? So there were numerous stories in the press covering, you know, where he could hide and sightings of him and rumors on who was helping him. You know, they all start circulating around no matter how hard they looked. Okay, there was never even a confirmed sighting of him since June 2nd, which led the police to conclude that he probably was killed on the evening of the 1st or early on the 2nd. So, the house was searched and they did not find any other signs of a crime more than a little bit of damage, like some small damage to a wall inside the house. But, they did not find any cash in the house, which there should have been, okay? When Bjorkagren filed for bankruptcy, he had a secret bank account. He had a so-called numbers account in Switzerland that the government and the banks in Sweden had no knowledge about. In order to keep this hidden, right, he sent his butler on regular trips to Switzerland withdrawing cash that later was kept in his house, in a briefcase. And the only people who actually knew this were his children, his close friends, and his butler. So the butler soon becomes the main person of interest. And then there are a lot of circumstances that start pointing to his involvement as well. One of Carl Eric's closest friends, a guy named Count Ian <laughs> Wachtmeister, he said that Carl Eric Bjorkegren informed him that he suspected that the butler had taken $10,000 from the briefcase at two different occasions, but that he could not go to the police because the money was money that he was not supposed to have. So in a phone call with his son, he also told that story, and he also mentioned that the key to the safe had gone missing too. He told his older son, quote, I will tell you everything in a year, end quote. And before he could do so, he totally went missing, right? So check this out. The butler had a little bit of a shady past as well, okay? He was convicted of fraud at one point and had been released from prison shortly before starting to work for Carl Eric Bjorkegren. Now, the alibi provided was an alibi the police had a hard time with. He had never gone home to take care of his kids prior to that day, and never had that day either. So on June 1st and June 2nd, when he said, you know, oh, I had to take, you know, go home and take care of my kids, he had never done that. But they could never find any kind of evidence that they actually needed in order to convict the butler or anyone else. So check this out. He owed a lot of people money since the bankruptcy. And to this day, the police are not 100% sure whether the butler actually committed the crime or had somebody else do it and just set it up. But they are convinced of the fact that the butler knows what happened in that house on that day. They no longer put any kind of stock into the theory of him disappearing on his own. Okay, he was 74 years old at the time. Uh, he walked with a cane. He was extremely dependent upon help from family and other people since he had lived, you know, a life of riches. He did not drive on his own. He, um, he depended on his butler to basically provide help with 
all the day-to-day tasks. Like, this guy literally could not take care of himself. Like, his butler pretty much did everything for him. There has never been any confirmed sighting of him, and the bank account in Switzerland was never touched ever again after that day. Now, the cool part about this is the case is now assigned to the cold case unit, and the case is revisited from time to time, but obviously probably not going to get any new updates. But, I mean, if you put it all into perspective, okay, I mean, it's not hard to believe that, you know, the dude was probably murdered and disposed of, okay? There's a lot of water around that area. Wouldn't take much to, you know restrain a 74 year old man put him on some kind of boat probably into the ocean you just never know depending on who his butler had connections with there is a strong possibility he could have actually you know been involved in it he could have paid somebody else to do it as well the guy was in prison for fraud it's hard telling who the hell he meant when he was in there you just never know but it's Kind of a shorter case, but I thought it was still a pretty interesting one. Like I said, it's like a real-life game of Clue. Like, the only evidence there was is a small hole in the wall and then missing money from a safe. But it's a pretty common thought that, obviously, the butler was involved. But if you don't have any evidence, you don't. You know, it's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. And that goes, that's in Europe and that's in America as well, you know. And sometimes, unfortunately, that is the way it goes. So I hope you guys like this little episode. You will actually have another episode here in a few days as well. And then we're going to start getting into the big episodes. There is going to be a big series that I'm going to be doing on Carlos Hathcock. That's the next big series that, I'm, that I've been honestly researching for a couple weeks now. So that is definitely in the making and... I just wanted to get a few smaller episodes out there, and this I thought was a pretty interesting one, so if you guys want to stick around, stick around. If not, I'll see you next time. As you guys know, true crime, mysteries, history, paranormal, all that good stuff is my passion, but even I need an occasional break every now and then, so when I feel like I need a mental palate cleanser, my go-to refresher is the game Best Fiends. Best Fiends has challenging puzzles, it's a casual game anyone can play, but but definitely made for adults. You can spend as much or as little time as you'd like in the game. It's super fun, it's super easy to play, it's got like a tutorial that teaches you like how to play it. Personally, when I started, uh, I spent roughly two to three days playing this game, alright? Not even gonna lie, I got to... Uh, you know, up to level about 85, okay? I was trying to hit level triple digits, man. I was trying to go to level 100. And yeah, in about two, two and a half days, I made it to level 85. That's how fun this game is. And it's really, really cool because I can play with my boys. My boys enjoy playing it as well. I mean, it's really bright colors. Like, the visual design is really good. What keeps me interested in this five-star game, which I did actually rate at five stars, too, you know, if you can't make it towards a certain level, you you get determined. It's like, okay, I'm going to figure this out because it literally is like a puzzle, but it's just way more involved. And I mean, you have different characters that you can get. You can upgrade all this stuff. You know, you got most of the characters are like bugs. Some of them are slugs, you know, stuff like that. But 
<laughs> you really should check it out. It is a really fun game because like I said, I can play it sit, sitting here by myself, but I can also play it with my boys like they play it and they love it too. Super, super fun. And it's basically a unique and exciting puzzle experience unlike other puzzle games out there. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. Best Fiends treats the game like a service for their players. And it's really great because I literally can play this game anywhere. You can play offline, which is great. Uh, I've played it, you know, on road trips, obviously, when I'm pulled over taking a small break or whatever. I've collected a lot, a lot of characters in order to get to level 85. I can tell you that right now. Now, you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Super cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads... This 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's basically friends without the R. Okay? It's Best Fiends. And the best part, like, with 100 million downloads, honestly, that doesn't even mean there's 100 million players. That means it's been downloaded 100 million times. I mean, it's free to download. I'm literally obsessed with this game. It's it's so much fun. I really don't get into playing games on my phone very often, but when I downloaded this, it's definitely a nice break from from getting away from true crime and you know all the horrible things I have to look into on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. So, definitely go check it out. Go check out Best Fiends. Like I said, it's free to download. Over 100 million downloads right now. I think you might like it. Alright everybody, it's time for reviews and whatnot. First of all, the announcement that I do have to make, um, obviously for those of you who know I did the Huge Dillinger series, um, I have created a standalone podcast, we are on episode 2, it is a 10 part series, I'm going to try to make it 10 parts, but it's a 10 part, well produced, clean version of the the Dillinger series that I did. Uh, each episode's about 20 to 30 minutes. I've got two of them out so far. They, uh, you know, I put a little bit of background music, eh, a little bit of sound effects here and there, but I wanted something to stand alone. Um, it's called Public Enemy Number One. You can subscribe to it pretty much anywhere. So uh, if you did enjoy that series with me cursing and going on rants and, you know, going off on whatever else, then you might just enjoy that one as well. So um, you can check that out. The other one is the new podcast. You can also subscribe to at this point. It's not on every format yet, just because, you know, there's sometimes you need to have like five episodes in order to submit to different platforms. It is on iTunes. It's on Spotify. You can subscribe. It is called Sweetiana. It is the Sweetiana Project. S-W-E-D-I-A-N-A, and it has been in the making since about June. Me and my buddy have been working on it. He's a journalist from Sweden. Um, like I said, you can subscribe to it now. It is a deep dive investigative podcast. It's going to be you guys seeing me in a lot more professional form. You know, we're keeping it clean, but it is literally we're trying to solve or get leads or anything in the case that we are covering for season one so far, more than likely it might be season two as well, but it is called the Sweetiana Project, and we are covering the Jennings Eight. 
and also known as the Jeff Davis 8. We have been working on it for a while. We have interviews lined up. We were very lucky enough to have a lot of people willing to help us out who are on the ground down there in Louisiana around the Jennings area. So, um, you know, we got very fortunate there, but it is a deep dive investigative podcast. <laughs> it's uh, not going to be like MC. So um, we will be kicking off the first episode here in the next couple days. As of right now, it is January 2nd. So look for that. You can subscribe if you'd like to. Um, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, personally, it's a very intriguing case and we, we got some great interviews with some super interesting people and some, you know, very knowledgeable people as well. So that should be nice. And it's on two reviews. First and foremost, we're going to hit America because America does give me the most reviews. This one is five stars. It's from Yola Berry says very addictive. My husband and I just started listening to the podcast in the middle of a road trip, and from there, no more music. I love how Justin gets you engaged and passionate about the topic. While we were listening to Wyatt Earp, we happened to be nearby Tombstone. So all all informed, we enjoyed the old town. It's hard to tell which stories we have enjoyed the most. Keep up the good work, and congratulations. And you know what? Thank you very much, Yolaberry. Um... The Wyatt Earp episode and Doc Holliday and uh, even Billy the Kid, you know, those were so fun to do because, like I always tell people, you know, while I'm researching these, I'm learning a lot about these people as well. And that's the kind of stuff that I love right there. And I just can't, I can't get enough of it. I love it. And that's why I'm eager to get into Carlos Hathcock too. Um, so many, so many legends about that dude. For those of you who don't know who Carlos Hathcock is, if you're into military stuff, if you're into badass fucking snipers, you're going to love that series. I can't tell you if it's going to be two or it'll probably be only two parts. Um, there's not a lot, a lot of information on his early life. Um, you know, he's, you know, it was, you know, back in the day, but his exploits in Vietnam are chronicled and, just fucking crazy uh the dude was legit he was legit so i enjoy doing that stuff too and i'm really glad that you enjoyed it too and you know sometimes my language throws people off i get that it's not for everybody you know but uh, you know if you can stand the language any long series that i do you're going to be well informed and you know try to top it (laughs) In all honesty, I'm not trying to sound conceited or cocky, but try to top the shit. You ain't going to find it, you know? I, I dig deep, and it's all about facts and details, and, you know, I don't need your mother's fucking stories, you know? I want to know what really happened, and that's why I enjoy doing that stuff so much. So, stop, when I start going on history, I, I ramble a lot, so um, I'll stop now. But thank you, Yola Berry. I appreciate that five-star review so, so much, and I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. And just for the record, I have been to Tombstone also, and it's before I actually knew about all these guys. And I can tell you right now, I did not appreciate it as much as I would now. I can tell you that much right now. It's an amazing, crazy little town. But uh, thank you very, very much. Uh, next one is from Carrie Bassett. It's five stars. says, love your podcast. 
Um, I heard you on with Roseanne and looked you up. The first episode I listened to was about the werewolf and it blew me away. I hung on every word. Thanks for such a great podcast, Carrie. Um, Carrie, thank you very much. That, uh, that was my latest episode before this one. And it is definitely, uh, it, it's an interesting one. And like I said, I had done that in the, in my Facebook group, uh, as a live episode for, uh, um, I think it was like 2018 uh, Halloween, you know, and it was cool. And I wanted to do like a full length episode out of it. And it turned out, it's like, hell yeah. Uh, it's super interesting case. I mean, there's some things that, you know, you could probably disprove by the whole clinical lycanthropy, you know, theory and stuff like that, which makes sense. But I do appreciate you uh, taking the time to write me a review. Thank you so much. All right, next we got uh, Baby Blues, Texas, 81, five stars, says, be like a sailor. Says, I just discovered you, and I don't know if it's because I'm a trash mouth myself, but the cussing doesn't bother me. Says, LOL, I listened to the Haley Cummings case first and was hooked and subscribed, looking forward to binging. Oh, man, Haley Cummings, that is... Oh, such a sad case because you know damn well Misty Goslin knows what's going on, you know, and she ain't talking. She'd rather do 20 years in prison for a drug charge than admit that she, in my personal opinion, probably accidentally, you know, murdered her fucking stepdaughter. Um, super interesting. That's a, I'm honestly surprised that didn't throw you off. That was one of my very first episodes i did that probably in like the first six months i had a podcast and ironically enough that was my very first suggested episode from Paige, in um i think it was from oregon yeah and uh you know Paige actually sent me 20 bucks to buy a better mic he was very the very first person to ever send me money for the podcast to try to make it better is also my very first suggested episode so um, I am glad that you did enjoy that. It's such a sad case, but it's an interesting one as well. <clears throat> uh, this next one is from Natosha T. Five stars says, thank you, Shannon Hercut episode. And uh, says, I asked if you could look into Shannon's case. It's awesome that you posted an episode only a few days later. I know there's not a lot to it because it needs uh, leads and more released and more info released like the dna results which honestly once the dna results come in i think that'll that'll help that investigation quite a bit uh there's something so strange about this i appreciate your thorough look into each case and care for the people you talk about well done my friend i look forward to tomorrow's episode you are awesome natosha thank you very much um yeah that was like i said that was one of those where uh you know not much information it was like a 15 minute episode but it was definitely still a good one, I thought. So, um, so, so thank you for taking the time to to uh, acknowledge that. Uh, next one is from Joanna one one two eight zero two five stars. One of my favorites. Uh, I started at the first episodes available and loved hearing the progress over time. God, I still can't believe people start from episode one. <laughs> I would have hated myself if if I was a listener listening to that shit. Um, I mean, it's good informative information and interesting cases, but at the same time, I didn't know how to edit. I had a shitty mic. It was horrible. Uh, you know, I started in like April of 2016, so it was like 
it was pretty rough there for a while. <laughs> um, is uh, I listen to the podcast all day at work, and this is one of my favorites. Justin does an incredible amount of research and presents the cases and theories clearly. The conversational tone of the podcast is perfect. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much, Joanna. I appreciate that, and uh, I will try my best to keep up, you know, the, the so-so work. Next one is from C.E. Woodford, five stars. Uh, it says, excellent podcast. I've been listening for a few years now. Oh, long-time listener. Fucking awesome. Says, some of the best research topics every week. The pronunciation uh, production maybe isn't as slick as some of the idiot reviewers on here would like. And uh, sometimes he swears. Neither should bother you if you're an actual adult. The content and stories more than make up for any perceived shortcomings. And he puts a lot of effort into establishing timelines into establishing timelines and factual accounts one of my favorite podcasts keep up the great work and thank you very very much for that i do actually put a lot of effort into that it's uh, one of the weird things that i'm super ocd about next one is from joanne fedig woods five stars says love this says uh, very intriguing i listen when i'm in bed justin's voice it says, very intriguing. I listen when I'm in bed. Justin's voice is so soothing. I usually have to listen to the same podcast in the morning. So thrilling. <laughs> I honestly have heard that a couple times. Uh, you know, I'm glad you do decide to listen, re-listen to it again in the morning. Um, I try to try to pick interesting cases and all that stuff. So, but I have heard that my voice is, is pretty much put you to sleep. So, oh, here we go. Um, Roarzer, we got R-O-A-R-R-Z-Z-R, -R -R -Z -Z -R. one star, swear to God, this is what it says, too much cussing, takes away from the story, well, no, it really fucking doesn't, to be honest with you, um, you know, you should grow up, put your big girl panties on, all right, and, uh, you know, deal with daily life, do you just go around and, like, judging everybody you work with, and family members, and probably the friends that you don't fucking have? For saying a cuss word every now and then? I would certainly hope not. You're a lonely person. And you probably fucking the missionary with your socks on and the lights off. And, you know, I just hope you're not this negative all the time. So, you know, uh, roars or, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Next one is from Draven's Ma. I actually like that. Draven. That's honestly, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crow fan for those of you who've seen that movie, the crow, you know, Eric Draven. Um, but anyway, I, I, I really dig that name. If you actually did name your child Draven, but it says, uh, Draven's ma has five stars says, love the show. I love sitting by a fire with a few friends and a few beers feel the podcast. Um, Justin does his best to provide a fresh perspective on all the cases he discusses and is well-researched. Definitely in my top five. Keep the greatness coming. Well, I am trying my hardest. I can guarantee you that. And I do appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. So thank you very, very much. Um, let's see what we got here. Um, uh, we already got the Canada or the UK one. Uh, let's see what we got in Australia, if we got anything new. No, we do not. Let's see what we have in Canada for anything new. 
And no, we do not. So thank you very, very much, everybody, for taking the time to leave the reviews. And yeah, I'll see you on the next episode.